We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final from American Family Field, and the results are certainly good. A Brewers 7-zip shutout victory in game one of this three-game weekend set. And welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Tim Allen, there's Tim Shea producing the show tonight. And the Brewers get another victory here to put them at their high watermark of 11 games over 500, 25 and 14. And I don't see how you couldn't answer this question with the affirmative. Are they meeting your expectations through uh, somewhat uh, 39 games into the 2022 championship season? Can they improve on a few things? For sure. We, we can all say that. But just overall, uh, the expectations are that they should be this good. They're 11 games over 500. Okay, I know what you're going to say. Well, you look at your schedule. Look who they played. Doesn't matter to me. It, it really doesn't matter to me. They're 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 just blasting through some of these teams and getting their way fair share of victories. I actually think they they could have a couple more, but I would say as close to 100% meeting expectations as I can get to, I think it's close. There are a couple of games that got away. There's a couple of uh, individual players that I think are not meeting expectations, not only for themselves, but for the fans in the organization. But what a win tonight. We're going to talk about those expectations uh, as we move along here. We're also going to hear from Craig Council and 
Boy, things erupted at American Family Field in that eighth inning, sixth and eighth inning. And how about Eric Lauer tonight? Bounces back after the performance last time out in which he uh, gave up four runs. Wow. So demote him. Send him back down to the mine. He gave up four runs in an outing. And I was interested to see. I'm kidding, by the way. I, I was interested to see how he would bounce back. He was outstanding tonight again and working quick. Now, I would have went with him one more frame. Uh, he threw 83 pitches through the seven scoreless tonight, five hits, five Ks. Didn't necessarily have the uh, strikeout pitch going, but was getting outs, pitching to contact a little bit and getting some outs. And 83 pitches is a little on the low side of what Craig Council has, has allowed his starters to go usually right around that mid-90s mark. So easily, uh, Eric Lauer could have gone another inning, but we'll take it. Devin Williams, at that point, it was two zip. Uh, you needed to summon Devin Williams in there. He had a scoreless uh, frame, but, you know, and then you were up for five uh, in, in that bottom of the eighth inning. Who's meeting your expectations so far here in the 22 championship season? Who isn't? But I would say the team would have to be in that yes category. 414-799-1250 to get your reaction here. We'll let some folks get out of American Family Field because I think we learned a lesson on Wednesday. We learned a lesson on Wednesday. Do you ever leave a uh, ballpark early? Do you leave the game early? I used to all the time. Tim Shea, do you leave a ballpark early? I learned my lesson last year on opening day when I left before the comeback against the Twins. So I never, ever will leave again. (laughs) Never again. And I was at the game on Wednesday, and I did not leave. Now, you won't put some parameters on this? Uh, Okay, yes. 9-1 in the ninth inning. Uh, Let's beat some traffic or something. If it's like 18 to nothing, I'm out the door, but... I, I hate to admit it, but I left the All-Star game early. Ooh. Ooh. In Milwaukee, yeah. yeah that, that's, it, that's rough. That was rough. I mean, you talk about a packed house. It was a madhouse uh, in and out of the stadium. But, uh, you know, Wednesday, we're going to get into that a little bit more as well and, and how big a victory that was on Wednesday I think we're still underestimating the sizable victory that happened on Wednesday. So we can talk about uh, two different games, uh, both the Wednesday game. I didn't have a, a ton of time. I was interrupting the Rami show on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but but that was a, a, quite the sizable victory on Wednesday. And they come right back. They follow that up with a 7-zip uh, win over the Nationals tonight in game one of this three-game set. But uh, are they meeting your expectations? I don't know where they were for you. I don't, I don't know what you expected out of this team here in 2022. So far, through a, about 25% of the season at a 25-14 and 14 mark, I'm not sure that anyone would even um, do a heavy lean on no. They haven't been meeting the expectations. Now, again, we could, we could choose a player. That we could do all, all day long, and that's fine. You can add that in uh, with your response. But I, I think as a team, you would have to say yes. Am I correct in that, Tim, that 
you would have to say yes just based on the record. Isn't that what what they play the games for? Is is the win loss record? Yeah, I I so far I think they are are meeting the expectations. I agree. Uh, at, I agree. At eleven games over five hundred, their high water mark thus far this season. They've won now four of five, and here we're thinking, you know, that nine game road trip had some issues. There's no question. You know, they're going to embark on another another pretty long road trip coming up on Monday, but more on that over the weekend. Uh, and, and we thought, well, how are they going to bounce back? They come back home, three against the Braves, three against the Nationals, and, and you see how they're reacting here. And I think that the crowds at American Family Field been very impressive here on this homestand. Very, very impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm way impressed. With you know the the twenty seven on average Monday Tuesday Wednesday off day yesterday and now they pack in just shy you guys pack in just shy of thirty thousand here against the Nationals and not a very good Nationals team let's face it you know thirteen and twenty six coming in you know it's like the opposite of the Milwaukee Brewers but you know expectations can be fickle in in what we expect out of a team on a given year I mean I expected them to do what they're exactly doing right now. I don't think it's any different than what I expected. If, if anything, there's a little bit of wiggle room where you probably should have won a game or two in which, which your offense kind of struggled a little bit and you would have been, uh, you know, probably in that 13, 14 game over 500 mark. We're looking at power rankings uh, from both USA Today and ESPN, and they've been landlocked in here for a while at numbers four and five in those, and and I've got the latest on those coming up here during the show tonight. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. The other thing to, to the other the other thing to think about uh, as well, and and I'm just I'm not getting negative on this by any by any means. Where are the rowdy chants? I mean, I haven't gone to a game yet this year. But last year was, I think it was a spinoff of the Bobby chance for the Milwaukee Bucks. And now it's, it was, well, I shouldn't say now. It was last year, uh, second half, of course, uh, the rowdy chance. It was just rowdy, and you could hear them loud and proud, both radio and TV, crowd mics picking it up. It was super cool. Is that, has that been going on lately? I don't hear it if it, if it is. There's probably some that are still trying to get that thing rolling. But he's come up with some big hits, guys. He's, open, he's opening the door uh, for us fans to get, get back into that rowdy, rowdy chant thing. And maybe if, if, if I keep on this campaign here, we'll resurrect that thing uh, back to just going crazy. Because I, I do think it helps. I do. In a weird way. And and some I know what you're thinking. Some some of you are thinking, well, that doesn't make any difference on a, a two-two fastball, and he, and he laces it for a two-run shot. I don't know about that. I mean, he's human. Everyone everyone loves adoration. They they really do. And and I and I really think that that helps a little bit. So a lot of things on the table tonight as uh, the Brewers get the seven-zip victory. And uh, are they meeting your expectations overall at a 25 and 14 clip? That's, that's a, that's a beautiful record. It really is. Despite everything this team has gone through conversations about the offense, conversations about Christian Yelich, 
conversations about that bullpen, conversations on that nine-game road trip about errors and sloppy play. All of these things have, have occurred so quickly. See how a season goes? We always say it's so long. This is a blink of an eye. It's 25% gone. Doesn't it seem like doesn't it seem like we just got going here? Yeah, I bet. It, it sure does. It, it, it does to me. It really does. These games are just stacking up here. And I think, to me, I can speak on my behalf. I think they're meeting expectations about as close as you can get to 100%. There is some wiggle room there. Because I do believe there's a game or two in which I had some issues with that they should have won. So I'll leave that open just a bit. But I don't see how, how it couldn't be just a, a, a – if you got to put your thumb on the scale, put your thumb on the scale. How it can't be just heavily weighted toward the side of, yes, meeting the expectations here in the 2022 championship season. We are live here in the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms lakeland.edu it's tim allen and a seven zip brewers victory okay a couple of things meeting expectations either the team or a player okay pick a player how about hunter renfro i've got this dude unofficially at 13 for his last 30 on fire that's gonna help oh man is that gonna help right in the middle of that lineup we're seeing we're seeing a statement I made, I think it was opening day, maybe a, a day or two into the season. We're going to learn to love Hunter Renfro. We are, and I think we're seeing that right now. So you have expectations, player or, or a team. We have your extra innings conversation because we just didn't have that conversation. We didn't have time to get into it on Wednesday. Do you like that? Do you like that for the excitement factor? Where are the rowdy chants? And do you stay for the whole game now? We saw a walk-off situation in the 11th inning on Wednesday. Are you one that wants to beat the traffic? Uh, guys, let's get going, man. This place is going to be pouring out of here. And I understand if you're down deep, you got great seats, you're even going to stand in line more to get out up the steps, onto the concourse, and then out the doors. And there's people flying around. There's some drunks causing causing some trouble. And, and I get all that. Do you leave early? All right, 799-1250. David, leaving American Family Field. You're first up here on the fan. Thank you, Tim. Hey, uh, glad to be on your show. Uh, a couple points. I'm, I'm normally down in 127, but tonight um, – with some other vendors, we had a hundred tickets in the Northwestern Mutual Club with a bunch of clients. We had nice. a great time. It was uh, my my take on the Brewers was sort of like the first six innings, zero zero. That's been sort of the season. You know, we've been uncomfortably not performing, and then all of a sudden we broke out. So, eleven games over. I'm psyched. We are not near where we can be, and uh, we're 11 games over. This, this pitching staff's exciting. The bats are coming together. I think Renfro's got a lot to, to, to provide. And to your point, there was stadium tonight. So There was, I'm sorry, you, bro show. you broke up there. You broke up there just a second. There was what? There were some rowdy chants in the okay. stadium tonight. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. 
let's let's just stay on that campaign, everybody, because I think in a, in a way it helps. I, I know it sounds funky, and probably some players wouldn't agree with that, but you know, more and more fans are getting credited with getting getting a, a team going. It does make a little bit of a difference. So we'll we'll see. All right, Dave. Uh, thank thanks for the call. So there were some rowdy chants. I love it. He, 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 I guess he's just shy of, of saying they're meeting expectations. Do you guys think they're meeting, this team is meeting the expectations that you had? And that may be different from what I had this team at. You may say, no, nope, not quite meeting expectations yet. Because as Dave said, we're always in this uncomfortable situation of third, fourth, fifth, sixth inning, no score, one zip, one zip either way, one, one. And a lot of times it's been scoreless. It's just the, the, the way that the, teams, uh, the team has seemed to roll this year is in that mode of great pitching, offense taking its time, getting going. But you see what happens. This is, this is why it's encouraging when you see the explosion like this. And I know it's the other team and – you know, you need to gauge that talent on the other side as well. I, I understand. But now look at look at the last couple of games here. You've put up seven in each each of the last two games. You, you couldn't ask for it. Whether they come in the second inning or the eighth inning, you're getting the pitching that's allowing this to happen also. So this is this is a pretty happy marriage here. Offense needs to come come up a little bit bit more. I, I think everyone can agree with that. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Toby, our resident Nationals guy. You were at the game tonight, Toby. Uh did you hear Rowdy Chance or no? Oh yeah, they got the Rowdy Chance going. It wasn't necessarily when he hit the home run, the at bat afterwards, it was definitely a lot louder with the <laughs> Rowdy Chance. Good, good. But I want to get that thing rolling this year. Yeah, it was a little weird. I thought the crowd might be a little more packed uh, on a Friday night. It wasn't necessarily the fullest crowd you'd see at American Family Field, but still a decent crowd. Uh, Tim, usually I show up at these games, and I am cheering on the crew. Not tonight against the Nationals. I'll be there tomorrow. Thankfully, I had good seats as a Nats fan because that was an embarrassment. And let me tell you, I predicted this morning that – Every game in this series would be a blowout win for the Brewers, and today is a 7-0 victory. Just wait till the starting pitching is even worse than what Fetty gives you today, and the Brewers start the onslaught in the first inning because it's going to be bad the rest of this way. Brewers fans, I think you're going to like this offense after what they do to national pitching over this weekend. Well, and, 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 and that's a good kickstart, and, and that's why I thought Wednesday's victory is big because it, it sets you up to maybe – as you as you're predicting, make hay against the Nationals, and then head into San Diego with a little bit of momentum and a little confidence and a head of steam because that's I mean that's you don't want to skip the next two games I understand, but that is a series that Brewer fans man I cannot wait even though it's West Coast and I know a lot of people gotta gotta get to bed but man I can't wait for that uh, series on on Monday a three game set in San Diego some late-night conversations, but it would be a good thing to go ahead and, and win the series. So that, that, that tells me, Toby, tomorrow's game is pivotal because at that point, then I would just say put the hammer down and get rid of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think tomorrow you're going to have a pretty easy matchup again against this Nationals lineup. It's, it's disappointing to watch as a Nationals fan, but watching it 
if, from the Brewers' perspective, you're going to have a chance to really get the offense going. You're going to have a chance to, you know, get some of your pitchers back on track or see what if they can keep up their good performances. Eric Lauer pitched really well tonight. Other than, you know, that one pitch from uh, Devin Williams, and maybe, I guess, another one to Nelson Cruz got a little bit lucky, but he yeah. pitched well, and you didn't even have to use Josh Hader tonight and Aaron Ashby look like nails in the ninth inning. So I think from a Brewers perspective, good win for the crew. Uh, I think you'll see them be able to do that, you know, at least one more time this series. And I mean, just listening to a little bit before I got on here, you're saying, have they met your expectations? I don't know what kind of expectations you had for this team if they haven't met them. They're 11 games over 500 at this point, and they're playing incredibly well. And I don't see a reason that you can't be confident that they're going to be a World Series contender. Could they get better? Sure. But at this point, they are exactly what you want them to be, and that's being one of the top teams in the National League. It is, uh, I, I, again, a 25-14 mark, Toby. I mean, that's, that's the key there. I mean, if your expectations were for this team to be 30-5 and five, uh, and be the 84 Tigers, I mean, I I don't know that, that that just doesn't happen these days. It it really doesn't. It's too much parity, uh, to a degree. Now there are the bottom feeders, but I think you're right. If if the, and I can't determine, you can't determine what expectations are uh, for for somebody as a, as a fan base. But yeah, I think you got to be realistic and fair about your expectations. They can be lofty. That's fine. Mine are, but I just stare at the yeah. 25 and 14 mark, and I just. I, I just keep pinching myself saying, hey, they're, they're they're pretty damn good. Yeah, and real quick, I'll let you go, Timmy, with this. We talked about this the other day, I believe on Bart's show, saying the expectations for this team can't just be winning the National League Central because they should be able to fall into that. It needs to be higher than that. If it's you know winning the National League and getting the top seed, okay, that's fine. Whatever your expectation is, make it a little higher and that's why with these series, when you're playing a team like the Reds, you're playing the Nationals, who aren't very good, you're playing the Cubs, whatever the case may be, Pirates, it's not yeah. about just winning the series. It's about trying to get the sweep. It's about trying to win three games against them. It's about being dominant and showing that you are one of the top teams. And it's almost like finding a way to challenge yourself against these opponents as opposed to just going up against the lower competition you have against you and the rest of the Central. No doubt, no doubt. Good stuff, Toby. Hey, thanks, thanks for checking in, man. Our our nationals, uh, our resident nationals guy here. You should be still living off your World Series honeymoon here. <laughs> hey, I I tell you what, I am. I was hoping to get a Juan Soto signature. Didn't get it today. Hopefully, I'll get it tomorrow. There you go. All right, Toby. Thanks, dude. Have a good have a good weekend. Uh, you know, uh, Toby Altizer, uh, jack of all trades here on the fan, and I'm going to tell you something about that dude. Uh, and I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. I've been in this business a long, long time. I, if if he exists in this market, I haven't heard him yet. But that that kid right there, the best young broadcaster in the market. And again, I've said that before about somebody else, my my old partner Billy. But now now it's Toby, and I mean it. I wouldn't say it if 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 I didn't mean it. Dude's gonna be good. I mean, really good. Top of the line, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Here's here's an example. Uh, the latest power rankings uh, from ESPN. Uh, number one, New York Yankees. They're on fire. Dodgers two. They're always going to be there. Astros at three. Mets at four. 
Uh, they did take a hit with Scherzer. Um, five, the Milwaukee Brewers. Here's what they say. Milwaukee's offense has been up and down, but the Brewers continue to gobble up wins in what already looks like to be a two-man race in the National League Central. They have good balance right now, ranking in the top 10 in OPS and ERA. And that's why earlier this week on Monday, we did talk about the offense. And once you know, once I started talking about the offense, they get shut out the next day. <laughs> but that's, that's just a circumstance or happenstance. Uh, it, but there are some metrics that say that this offense is better than we think. And we, we see it. We, we saw it on Wednesday and we saw it tonight putting up seven. It's fortunate they're getting pitching from other corners of the team because Brandon Woodruff has not resembled the same player as last year. With his 5.35 ERA, it stands out. Although he did have a decent start last week against Miami, perhaps he's starting to trend in the right direction. Just to finish up the top 10, Angels, Giants, Padres, Tampa Rays, and rounding out the top 10, they're not going anywhere. St. Louis Cardinals. You're just going to have to continue to pick up little pieces of ground here and uh, pu- start putting them in your wake as you move along in the season. 799-1250. 7-zip. Brewers get the victory. Are they meeting your expectations with a 25-14 and 14 mark? It's okay if you say no. I'm not asking for you to, you know, just just one mindset of caller tonight. I mean, that's what we prided ourselves uh, on this show, that it's okay to disagree. And, you know, uh, hell, if, if, if I can use that philosophy in America, and especially po- po- the political world, it's okay to disagree. My goodness. We don't need to hate each other because we disagree. Stop. <laughs> Let's go to Mike at 799-1250. What's going on, Mike? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Tim? More important how you are. I love it. Um, so my first point is, yeah, I would say they're slightly exceeding my expectations. I, I predicted 90 wins. They're probably on pace for 95 to 96 wins right now. So yep, I yep. would say they're exceeding that. Um, so I, I have three observations, and one of them is a, a more of a critique. I know it sounds silly in a 7-0 ball game, but in the playoffs, uh, this could be a really important at-bat. So I, I didn't like the Luis Urias at-bat. Uh, against Edwards that ended up in a triple pay, uh, triple play. Edwards had just walked two guys. He's known to get a little bit wild at times. I think you got to take a pitch in that situation. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that, Tim? It's tough to argue, and, and there are so many different philosophies about, about uh, strategy in that regard. You know, Omar had the bases loaded the other day with a wild one on the mound. He popped it up on the on the first pitch, and we've we, Lorenzo Cain, same thing. I think on that road trip, bases loaded, first pitch, he grounded out. Sometimes these hitters, they just feel that they're getting a, a, a number one. They're getting a fastball the first pitch. I think if anybody should start swinging at the first pitch, it's Christian Yelich. Man, yeah. does he take? Man, does he take the first pitch or what? He and does. He, yeah, he, he does, but. I guess it's it's philosophical. It's pretty tough, though, to argue with what Luis Urias is doing through the 15 games. He's reached base safely in all 15 of his games since uh, being active this year. And 
That one's tough. George, I'll leave you with this, Mike. George, I believe it was George Bamberger years ago said about a triple play after the game. Boy, that'll take you out of an inning really quick. <laughs> That's true. I, I have two more quick points if I could, if Go I got for time it. here. Yep. Um, so I think Tyron Taylor needs to get like 80% of the at-bats. Um, I think we're I seeing he, a lean toward that already, Mike. I, I do. Yeah, I, and I know he's, he's not, you know, he's not hitting it that great, but at least he gives you some pop out of that center field spot. He's a threat to take it deep at any time. Uh, and then number three, I think David Stearns deserves a lot of credit. I mean, Telez, Adams, Renfro. How the heck was he able to get Renfro for Jackie Bradley Jr., the worst hitter in Major League Baseball last season? Like, how, how is that even possible? <laughs> he deserves any kind of gold star anyone can give him for doing that. I mean, Did they I, lock I, him up yet to an extension? Well, you know? he's, he's a team control guy. We'll, we'll check out exactly uh, how many years he's under control. I think for next year at the very least. I'm pretty sure it's at least one year. So okay. He's got him for this year and next year where, where they, don't, they don't need to do anything. They've got some flexibility there. Hell, you may see uh, Hunter Renfro being traded outbound next July. Who knows? You, know, you just sure. you just don't know with David Stearns. Anything else, Mike? That is it. Okay. All right. Good. Good deal. Thank. Thanks for the call. Yeah, we've we've talked about first pitch, uh, abs, and and disappointing results in that regard. And really, it it's it's tough to lift the bat out of a, a player's hands. You you want to trust them, and here's why: you want to make them as comfortable as they can. And if you if you continually micromanaging an at-bat for these guys, that's not going to make them 100% comfortable. They're going to disagree. And at some point, there, there will be a disagreement. And so, you know, will, will he then uh, have, have an out or have an excuse? Uh, I, I think team at-bats come more importantly when the team is down in need of a base runner with outs running out. You're down to three or four or five outs left in the game, and you're down three uh, runs in the game, and you're up 2-0 in the count. I think that's got to be the team at bat where you give a take sign. That that's just me though. I I mean you know some other teams that there, there's been there's been guys swinging away, and I lose my mind on it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Is this team meeting your expectations? Let's go to Colin. Colin, what do you think? You're on the fan. Um, I think the Bruins are definitely meeting my expectations. I feel like we do need to give Tyron Taylor these opportunities, even when Andrew McCutcheon is not healthy. Or sorry, is healthy. Okay. Yeah. No, I think we're seeing that right now. I, the, the Lorenzo Cain thing, you're going to see it. I mean, this has morphed into, you know, a 50-50 split maybe, and then it started leaning toward Cain, then it swerved back over to Taylor. Neither one of these guys is doing really, really super good, but you have to at some point go with the guy that's producing more, and Taylor had the three-run jack tonight, Colin. Yeah, he also had that great defensive play where he ran back all the way to the wall and got it. And like yeah. I've seen like him do that several other times throughout his career. Yeah, he's no slouch defensively. Not at all. He's 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 a plus Definitely, defensive yeah. player and you know you know, maybe maybe it's going to be a happy marriage between these two guys to platoon the rest of the way out. It's it's quite possible that that's going to work out. 
Yeah. All right, Colin, take it easy. Were you at the game tonight? Yeah, I was. Did you hear rowdy chants or no? Oh, there's yeah, there's a lot of them. Like a lot there, more. There, it was a lot louder after he hit the home run. Okay. All right, very yeah. good, Colin. Thanks a lot. Don't don't be a stranger. Call anytime. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Um, I hadn't been hearing them. I mean, maybe it's crowd mic position. Uh, I, the, I don't know. The couple of times I've been there, they've been there. They just. Everyone needs to get in unison with it. I, I think that's it. And we learned about being in unison uh, <laughs> a few years ago with the MVP chain. Yes, yes, exactly. And it, it was just MVP, MVP. And you could hear that the, you're trying to get it going. Maybe that's why uh, the video board. Mm-hmm. They, I use it, maybe, right? Should throw the Rowdy. M. Or the rowdies, yes. Or the M. Or yes. V. Yes. P. Yep. And continue this cycle, the endless loop of M, V, P. Or now in this case, you're right. The rowdy, row, D, and flash it, big, big letters. Hell, they did did this back in the 80s. Here's some some brewer nostalgia. Back in the 80s, they used to run uh, uh, cigarette ads. When they got that new uh, new scoreboard, when they got the electronic scoreboard, mm-hmm. and they were there was a cigarette ad where the pack of cigarettes would just uh, I don't know if it was Winston maybe Winston or Marlboro, uh, where the cigarette pack would lay on its side and the package would like open up like tear open and then a cigarette would come <laughs> would just <laughs> like one of the cigarettes would come straight out at you. Okay, maybe that's why I'm still that's, a smoker. That's good. That, that's... So yeah. <laughs> I think that's what did it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. You want to get one more in here before yeah, the break? Yeah. We're we'll, way late for a break, but let's get one more, Tim. We'll go to Mike in Greenfield. Mike, good evening. Okay, that means I have to hurry. It is a great evening. Um, I'm sitting in my garage, and my wife wanted me to come in sooner because it's late. Shouldn't be cleaning your garage. And I was so afraid that you were going to put me on the air while she was reading me the riot act. <laughs> no, I, wa- I would want to hear that. Are you kidding me? That's great radio. No, no. I don't want you to know how henpecked I am, but uh, <laughs> we've been married for 50 years, and uh, I'm still alive because of her, and my dad thought she walked on water. That was good enough for me. Yeah, oh back goodness. to the Brewers. Um, we talked about this team in the beginning of the year, and uh, we were frustrated with counsel. I... I just think, you know, I think he was, you know, with the substituting in that, he's trying to figure out his guys, I hope. But um, they're starting to hit, and they're starting to be smart about their hitting. And and I just think this this is going to be a fun year. And, uh, you know, I'm more a cheerleader than a tactical. Well, have they been meeting your expectations? Are they doing as good as you thought they would? Yes. And uh, I think, I don't know if Yelich will ever be MVP material, but um, I like that idea about swinging at the first pitch. But some guys, that's their that's their uh, their thing, you know. They, yep. they take that first one. But you're, I, played, I played fast pitch softball, and uh, some people think that was a tough game, but uh, I didn't play hardball. So have right. a good night, Jim. All I'm right, Mike. Happy for me. <laughs> Yeah, don't be henpecked too much, man. Okay. It is strategy with it. That's what you love about this game, though, guys. It's, it's, 
the game within the game. Every every inning is its own game. Every half inning is its own game. Every portion of the lineup is its own game for the pitcher as well. They look at it that way too. Every at bat is its own little game in the game. Now, I, you talk about first pitches. I have had a conversation with my son uh, about this quite a bit. O2 counts. I would never swing at an O2 pitch. You just would not see me swinging O2 ever. I think there's just my experience in watching this game for as many years, there aren't many O2 strikes, called strikes. It's just, it just doesn't happen. I, I don't have the data or the, the metric in front of me, but just this is just me following baseball for this long. O2, man, I'll spit on that all day long. One, two, I better go to work. That's when I start putting bat on ball, fouling off, and start working a count. But that's just, again, that's the strategy. That's up to the individual hitter. I think it's rare these days. And I've talked to some hitting coaches and some, some coaches about this. It's rare these days to control the A-B from the dugout. It's, it's just extremely rare. There's so much trust. I think to a degree too much trust. So I'm with, I'll meet you halfway on that. There are certain situations where does I wonder if the take sign even exists anymore because it used to be more prevalent years ago in baseball. All right, Brewers with the victory, 7-zip tonight to take game one. They're 25-14 and 14 here in the 22 championship season. And are they meeting your expectations thus far? It's tough for me to say no with that kind of mark. I'm as close to saying absolutely yes, they're they're fine. They're but there's a little wiggle room, and if I don't know where your expectations are. That might be different from where I think they should be. I've got them at 94 wins prior to the season. I think that's a, that's a, that's a number that will, I don't know, they should be right there. If, if it, I hope they're better. I hope they're a handful better. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. We'll get you some highlights. There was something that you don't see in baseball very much. It happened tonight. We'll go over that as well. Brewers win 7-zip. We'll be right back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. 7-Zip, Brewers get the victory here. Game one of this three-game weekend set at American Family Field against the Nationals. That's a good way to start. And uh, also... A 25 and 14 mark uh, doesn't hurt as well. 11 games over 500. Time for the call of the game with our friends at the 5 o'clock steakhouse. And a little more on 5 o'clock steakhouse in just a second here. Because I, I uh, experienced, uh, you know, some of the uh, taglines that I read and, and the commercials you hear about a home grill kit. 5 o'clock steakhouse provides... I tried one out yesterday on the off day and a beautiful day and, and all that. I'll get to that in a second. But our call of the game on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, George Bamberger said it many years ago that uh, a triple play takes you out of an inning super, super quick. And it happened to the Brewers tonight. Check it out. Everybody out. Urias jams one to third. Uh-oh, there's one. There's two. Three. The Nationals turn a triple play. Well, that sucked. That that really did. The call was good, but the uh, the actual play, it did take him out of the inning very, very quickly. And that's your uh, call of the game. So, okay, I uh, tried the uh, home grill kit, and I was wondering what that was all about. And and I will just say this: they provide you with the steak, a humongous steak. All right, I'm I'm not paid to do this. I'm just telling you w- what is. I'm a big steak eater. I typically in in the summertime I'll have a steak uh, once a week literally and uh, just love the deck and a, and a beer and a steak I just do and so they they've got this laminated card that they'll put with the kit on exactly what to do and so I followed the instructions to the T okay I didn't want to mess this up at all and it's called the butcher block and this card says step one preheat the grill Lightly dab the steak for excess moisture. Grab the cup labeled S for seasoning. See how they make it really, really easy. Rub it on both sides of the steak. Step two, cook steak approximately two minutes on each side. Then go to cup label C for char basting sauce. Seriously, baste it on on each side. Cook for an additional one minute on each side. Go ahead and cook your steak, then at your desired temperature. Then there's a step three. You heat up the au jus provided, which is labeled in cup A. Set it next to your plate. Throw the steak on the plate. Drizzle then the warm finishing butter, which is labeled cup F, and pop it on the plate and enjoy that bad boy. And it was amazing. I'm, uh, I, I love steak. I'm telling you, I love steak. And I, I wouldn't have gone through this this couple of minutes here if if it was a bad review. I, I wouldn't do that. It sounds delicious. 
It is. It sounds so really, good. really delicious. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I, I can tell you that now. Okay. I, it just, it was all about the cut of the meat and the seasoning. And also, I, I guess the owner over there or the manager plays a mean guitar. And uh, so we have this this kindred spirit thing going on as as guitar players too. So good stuff from Five O'clock Steakhouse, as uh, as they are our sponsor of the call of the game. All right, let's get into our game recap here as uh, the Brewers uh, get the victory. By the way, just a, a couple of things to button up: uh, a roster move yesterday on the off day. Uh, Alec Bettinger was removed from the forty man. That doesn't mean he was cut. He was just outrighted to the minors, no longer on the 40-man. And then the move today to uh, activate Andrew McCutcheon, it was uh, Trevor Kelly. Good for you, Trevor. You got the win on Wednesday, and for your efforts, see ya. Reminds me of Gabe Gross scoring the winning run on a walk-off, and the next day he was traded. (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember that, but just reminds me a little bit of that. First inning tonight, two-out trouble for Eric Lauer, a soft single by uh, Cruz, and then he hits Josh Bell with a pitch, but a strikeout uh, to Franco gets him out of it. No score into the bottom of the first. Two-out hustle double by Yelly in that bottom of the first, and it's scoreless into the second inning. Get used to that. Lauer, one, two, three, second frame. One-out knock from Hunter Renfro in their half of the second. Uh, into the third, scoreless. Yeah, I told you. Three up, three down from Lauer. Um, 36 pitches through three. I kind of knew he'd go. You, you kind of knew he'd go deep at that point. Uh, into the bottom of the third, two-out base runner for the crew. Again, in an inning. Urias, a two-out walk. And since being activated, uh, that, uh, that reached 15 consecutive games of reaching base. Uh, that led to nothing, however, uh, into the fourth inning, scoreless. Lauer, zero in the fourth. Did give up a, a couple of base hits. 54 pitches through the four scoreless for Eric Lauer in this one tonight. Another base runner for the crew in the fourth inning. Base runner in all four of the first four. Uh, Two-out walk to Hunter Renfro leads to, again, zeros into the fifth inning. Neither team, and this is when the game just took off. Nothing. I mean, it was three up, three down for both teams in the fifth. Where is that offense into the sixth inning? Lauer, one, two, three frame in the sixth, keeping the pitch count down. And the Brewers, finally, they break through in the sixth inning. Leadoff walk by Luis Urias, erased on a fielder's choice by Christian Yelich. But Rowdy, Rowdy cleans them up. Velez, deep right field. Rowdy needed that one big time. Second deck to nothing Brewers. Number nine on the year for the Brewers' first baseman, and the Brewers suddenly had a two-zip lead. After two outs, Hunter Renfro with a base hit. He is scorching hot, by the way. That chased Fetty with the two outs, two in and one on in that sixth inning. Omar greets the new new pitcher for the Nationals with a base hit. Tyrone pops it up to uh, end the inning. Damage done, though, into the seventh inning, two-zip. And, and here's where it's almost the Milwaukee Brewers' 2022 version is just a unique situation. Because don't you feel good 
when it's two zip into the seventh? I know I do. I'm not going to tell you how to feel, but you feel comfortable, at least I do, with even a two-zip lead into the final third of the game. Seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, I, I just it's, – it's almost like it's a victory already. And you hate to count the chickens and all that, but my goodness, it kind of is. Uh, action in that uh, top of the seventh inning with one out – Lane Thomas hits the ball. Taylor can't get to it. Renfro runs it down, hits the cut to Wong. Wong to the plate, and shame on you. We don't make the first or second out at home plate ever. That's just, We just don't do that cardinal rule of baseball. You don't do that, but we need to thank Lane Thomas for that and some great defense by the Brewers. Fly ball center field. Tyrone Taylor on the move. Can't get that one. Watch out for the speed from Lane Thomas. He is around second. He is to third, and they're going to send him home. Here's the relay to the plate, and he is out at home. A terrific relay from Colton Wong to cut down Lane Thomas. Wow, what a play. What a play. It all starts with Tyrone Taylor. And his throw into the infield. He hit Colton Wong perfectly. I think the Yeah, there it was on Bally Sports Wisconsin. And again, baseball gods, they don't like that sort of thing. Remember, first and second out at home. You just don't want to make the you're standing there at third base. And wouldn't you know it? Baseball gods, next batter, base hit. That would have been one in, one on, one out for the Nationals in a one-run deficit, a one-run game at 2-1. to one. Well, okay. You get the breaks. Fly ball ends that inning. Seven scoreless for Eric Lauer as he buttons up his outing. Uh, going seven scoreless, allowing five hits, no walks, five strikeouts through 83 pitches. I, I figured Council would maybe let him go that eighth inning. Didn't happen. But in the meantime, bottom of the eighth inning, table set for the Brewers as uh, Jace Peterson and Colton Wong both drew walks. And, yeah, you, you just – this was a seventh, by the way. Um, and we heard the triple play. I don't think we need to hear it again, Tim. Do you, do you want to hear that again? No, we don't. We heard no, it once. So no, let's, let's skip yeah. that. Devin Williams in the eighth inning, two-out double to Juan Soto. Tying run to the plate. And there was a long foul, uh, foul ball by, by Cruz that, woof, that, that game would have, been, would have been tied. All right, here's where the fireworks start in the bottom of the eighth inning. Brewers in big business. Leadoff base hit from Christian Yelich, then a rowdy, rowdy double. Second and third, nobody out for Andrew McCutcheon. He walks to load him up. It set the table for the hottest Brewers hitter, Hunter Renfro. They double up their lead four to nothing, as you just heard. Omar flies out for the first out, and it brought up Tyrone Taylor. Tyrone Taylor, deep left, gone. A great catch by Aaron Ashby in the bullpen for that three-run shot for Tyrone Taylor. 
Nicely done by the Brewers' left-hander in the bullpen. A three-run shot. Brewers blow it open, 7-zip. Davey Martinez has seen enough of his pitcher. A former Brewer, Paulo Espino, comes in to clean up that mess. Big damage done in the eighth. Five runs on four hits and a walk. And a 7-zip lead into the ninth. Ashby summoned from the pen after making that catch. A 1-2-3 ninth inning and a Brewers victory. 7-zip, 25-14. and 14. We'll check out the numbers in just a second. Uh, we'll save some time for you at 799-1250 if you want to jump in here. And we'll hear from Craig Council on the other side here. Brewers win. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street on a Friday night right here on The Fan. Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on 1250 AM The Fan. Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. Yeah, the Brewers gobble up another victory tonight, and it will all help. And it doesn't seem like it at times when we're sitting here in May, third week of May, and you say, well, that's a nice, yeah, that's a nice victory over the Nationals. Uh-uh. These are going to come in handy. I mean, there are some real challenges on the schedule. There are. And to think that they're going to float through uh, some of these uh, challenging windows of time on this calendar, I mean, it's... Uh, it, that that's tough to expect. That I'll tell now, you the challenge I'm like gonna really really like is the uh, New York week when the Mets and Yankees go back to back here huge. in Milwaukee. That's gonna huge. be it's, absolutely it, huge. It it is it is and you want those yep. though. See that's the thing. I mean that this team is good enough to the point where you shouldn't fear that as a fan. We shouldn't no, fear that it's as, be as exciting. A, Absolutely. As as Brewer fans these days, and, and it's been like this for a few years, it used to be, uh-oh, look who's coming into town. There shouldn't be any series that you think that way. Not not at all these days. This team can go up against anybody. They can. And they're going to have success this year. To what degree? I mean, that's why they play the games. That's why you have a season. The degree of success. But there, there will be success, and then they're having success, including tonight's seven-zip victory. As we dig into the numbers here, Colton Wong tonight went 0 for 4 with a walk. Luis Urias 0 for 2, two walks, has reached base in all 15 games he's been active this year. Christian Yelich needed this, 2 for 4, a pair of runs scored. Rowdy, 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 2 for 4, 2 knocked in, 2 runs scored. Andrew McCutcheon 0 for 3 with a walk and a run scored. Hunter Renfro 3 for 3 with a walk, two RBIs, a run scored. I've got him at uh at uh, 13 for his last 30. I mean and and I think the grace of of that streak has been the middle and away that he's looking to hit. He's not he's not pull happy. Can if he wants and he gets the right pitch, but 
it's been it's been solid uh, at bat after solid at bat and drawing his fair share of walks as well. Uh, Omar Narvaez tonight goes one for four. Tyrone Taylor, one for four. It was a big one, though. Three-run homer, three knocked in, the run scored. Jace Peterson goes 0 for three with a walk. Pitching lines tonight, Eric Lauer, great bounce back. Seven scoreless on five hits, no walks, five strikeouts through 83 pitches. ERA now at 2-1-6. I mean, this isn't... I'm not sure that we can call this early in the season yet. Can we? Can, when do we stop calling it early? I think I talked about this last year. When do we stop calling it early? End of May. I you know split Is it, it up. End of May, S- like in general. Split it up every two months. So April, May, okay. June, July, August, September. So I guess it's still so, right. Like I, I, a little early. I don't know. It's certainly not early by definition. No. There's 39 games in here, guys. No. I mean, Eric Lauer's been, been, been outstanding. He has been. And it's been uh, – now we're leaning on a calendar year. You can get to, to mid to, – get one month from right now if Eric Lauer continues to do what he's doing. He will stay as one of the best pitchers in the National League, in all of the National League. And I don't just mean in the top ten. He's probably in the top five because that's where he's been sitting for quite some time. Devin Williams has one inning of work, one hit, uh, no runs, uh, and a couple of strikeouts. Aaron Ashby, one inning, perfectly clean. Brewers get seven runs on nine hits, no errors. The Nationals, no runs on six hits, no errors. The win, it does go to Lauer. He now moves to 4-1 and one on the campaign. The loss to Fetty. He goes to two and three on the year. As the Brewers get the seven zip victory and twenty nine thousand six oh nine to witness another Brewers victory. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South Twenty Seventh Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on twelve fifty AM the fan. It's a wonderful game. Um, you know, we got got into a great rhythm, and um, you know they were they were pretty aggressive against them. Um, but he just he did a wonderful job. Um, you know, at that point we were I was just you know looking at the eighth inning. It was it was hitter by hitter at that point. Um, you know, there was I, I didn't you know facing Soto and Cruz again. I just wasn't that wasn't going to happen and I just so I just thought giving Devin the clean inning was the way to go with it does this kind of become standard procedure with Lauer you know just these kind of starts well look seven innings and no runs um is not you know that that's that's a good start I don't care what kind of season you're having that's that's a really good start so you know Eric's Eric's pitching really well um and he's very confident in what he's doing he's expressed that um and and his stuff his stuff plays i mean he's got weapons for all types of hitters for all types of strengths in the in the zone um and he's and his stuff in the zone works um and those are those are all signs of a good pitcher well hunter tonight great night at the plate he just seems to be putting together those consistent at bats night after night yeah, Hunter's, Hunter's, he's swinging the bat well. I think, you know, when I see Hunter, you know, the last at bat where he takes the fastball and just 
hits it hard the other way. You know, that that's what he, you know, against right-handers, especially against that fastball, and it goes hard the other way. But um, he's he's having good at-bats. He got on top of that ball, and but he's he hit a curveball in the first at-bat, so just just solid at-bats all night. Hey, what you said about the, um, the replay, or to me, the relay play yeah. throughout Lane Thomas, he said that's something that kind of an outfielder's worst nightmare, you know, when the ball caroms like yeah. that. For Tyrone, but that's something that they've been working on. Yeah, we, you know, we pointed out in batting practice every day because we see it in batting practice a lot. It, that those side, those walls can can create that. Um, so those guys are very aware of it. Um, and um, you know, we 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 executed a great relay. Um, not easy to do, and we we executed really well throwing the you know dead center. That's a 400 feet of throws and making making good throws, two good throws to, to get a, a fast runner. Do you know what the explanation was on that play uh, between? I don't. I don't. Another big big moment for Rowdy, but then those tack on runs late in the game really changed things for your bullpen and moving forwards. Yeah, no, I mean Rowdy hit a, hit a tough pitch. We had you know Fetty pitched well. Um, the, the cutter gave us problems. Um, it, it was a good pitch, um, and then he he balanced in the, the curveball and the fastball to to keep us off balance really. But the cutter was the pitch for him. He he executed it really really well. We didn't 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 give us any to hit really. Um, and I mean the pitch Rowdy hit was not a bad pitch. He pulled his hands in really really well. Um, probably a product as much of like third at bat and just seeing him a little bit. Um, but he gave us a tough time through the first two times through the lineup for sure. Craig, with uh, Tyrone, he had a couple of hits the other day, almost day, but this is the case of maybe just um, maybe taking a breather and kind of just understanding where he's at on the team or just seeing better screens from him lately? Or... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, you look at Tyrone's numbers and I, it feels like they should be better than they are. Um, I think he's, you know, I think he, it's just one of those things. I think he's swung the bat okay. Um, and, I, and I think there's hits coming. Um, you know, he, he's, and I, and, I, and I think they'll continue to come. So it's just it's just kind of staying with it for, for Tyrone right now. I mean, his, he's, he's going to get, he's not going to be in there every day, but he's going to get, fairly consistent at bats um and uh you know I, the hits are going to come for him it's it's just a stick with it um you know stay confident stay with your work um and, and know that they're going to come yeah there he is craig council after the brewers seven zip victory a uh a comment there on on tyrone taylor that uh you know, they're going to need him. Uh, let's face it. I mean, they could really use their offense. How about this? Uh, this is a better way to put it. Their offense could really use Tyrone Taylor or Lorenzo Cain to get going. Also, uh, there was no answer on what the hell was going on in uh, in that first inning. Where was the first inning over and then the managers are out there talking? I mean, was that a sticky check on Lauer or something? Was that color of someone's glove was that i never did get an explanation did you hear what that was all I, about i didn't Tim? either i did not hear anything about that maybe a lineup issue i that's what i thought I mean, for a while yeah. too i don't know but hey yeah who knows a lot to do about nothing maybe because it, it turned out to be nothing 
All right, Brewers do get the victory. We're going to hear from Hunter Renfro. And as uh, as I was talking about with Hunter Renfro, it is uh, when when a guy's locked in, he's locked in. And when he goes the other way, that is that is the true, to me, definition of being locked in. Because you're going the other way hard, you're barrel, and someone hangs something, you have the ability to turn with the power that Renfro has. Boy, he's on a roll. He really is. We're going to hear from Hunter Renfro next right here on The Fan. listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on 1250 AM The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. Hunter Renfro, three for three tonight with a walk. We're going to hear from him. He caught up with Sophia Minert on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Brewers get the uh, seven Nothing victory, and uh, we'll get to some news and notes as well. I wanted to uh, flush out some of these things I've been meaning to get to, but real quick, Tim, uh, the extra inning um, conversation has has popped up a little bit here and there, and certainly uh, Brewers played their first extra inning game on Wednesday, first game of the, the extra inning game of the season, and it came on game 38 of the season. That's the longest uh, deepest they've gone into a season without extra innings since uh, I think like 20 years or something like that. Anyway, um, and you know it's it it comes down to whether you like it or not. Now you have to be careful on you know messing with the heritage and history and tradition of this great game of baseball. It it really does sort of impact that part of it. But we all evolve in some way, shape, or form. All, all of these uh, sports entities, they, they evolve to uh, really the demand, um, and not full demand, within reason of, of the fan base. And, and it's much like movies kind of go through this evolutionary phase of what's hot and what's not, basically. Every, everything has changed, and everything will continue to change. Heck, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if 110 years that there's a, a man on second base to start every inning to get the game going. I mean, it's, it's just you never really know what, what the demand is going to be. Bart brought that up on his show on Thursday when I was with him. Of every the, inning? Every inning. Yeah. Putting now him I had, second. Yeah, I had not heard that, so great minds think alike. Yep. There you go, Bart. Um, but I, I just... Or, sorry, no, sorry. This is what he said. When the game starts like replay, the coach gets one opportunity to put a man at second in any inning. Okay, yeah. All right. Sorry, that's what he meant. That's interesting. That's, yes. All right. But you ne- my point is you never really know, you know what sort of demand is, is uh, going to compel these leagues to make the changes. Football has made so many changes, and same with basketball. I mean – 30 or 40 years ago, I mean, you wouldn't have thought of a, a three-point shot. And I'll, I'll take it one step further. The way these guys are launching in the NBA, why not make it a four-point shot? And you want to talk about strategy late in the game? Just but just continue to go out. Um, you know, they've, they've tinkered with the two-point rule in, uh, in football. So there, there are changes. I personally have... 
I never really hated the extra inning rule. I just thought it was it was a, a almost I won't say dangerous proposition, but it's leaning in that direction of the traditionalists. They don't like messing w- with our game here, and that is an abrupt change. That is that is sort of a major change, S- but I. I've grown to absolutely love it. And I heard Craig Council on the flagship, I, I believe it was earlier tonight, uh, talk about he likes it a lot. And here's why, here's why they should stick with it. And if they don't, you want to hear a Tim Allen rant, tune in for the 2023 championship season. <laughs> because Are they getting it, rid of it? I, Possibly. As far as I know, they're only doing it this year, and it's going back to normal next Ugh. year. I actually like it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people do. And and the stance should be this. MLB, you are in an effort to get the game moving a little bit in terms of pace of play. You have all your 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 polls and your research and the data indicates that the fan bases want more action. Why would then you get rid of this that is the sheer proof of action? It is a hang on every pitch affair. It is just nail-biting, especially late in the year. In a pennant race, my goodness, how these games are so important, number one. But number two, the game within the game. I, I mentioned that an hour ago. Game within the game, put a heated race, and it's happened, heated race together, division rivals, and you've got extra innings, and then you're, you're going to hang on every pitch, player in, in, uh, in scoring position. I thought what was interesting in listening to Craig Council, and he did say he likes it, and I, I'm with him there. I uh, Obviously, I do like it too. I thought it was interesting you brought up, um, you, know, you know, what's the strategy here? You don't see too many teams bunning. Well, Craig Council was revealing, saying, hey, if it's tied, then maybe the strategy changes in that regard. So is Craig Council changing his status on bunning a little bit this has helped him maybe change his philosophy a little bit. And you, you couldn't bunt yesterday because each time, both the 10th and 11th, you were down one. And as much as a sm- small ball guy as I am, I'm not going to bunt right there just to play for the tie. But I'm going to you know, try and do what they did, and that is put up a crooked number and win the, win the ball game. So... I'm for it. Tim, you're for it, right? 100%. It's like, this is a good way of putting it. On, uh, I went to the game on Wednesday. It, it's, it was almost like watching two games. Yep. You, you know, you watch the first through the ninth. They come back. They battle back. And then you are, like you said, you are on living on every pitch from the beginning, too. But it's so consistent with what baseball's goals are mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. And, and to yank it after this year would be like it would be almost comical. It would be, and and you know the the injury thing, um, you know that that that's a different thing. Uh, that's a different conversation. The the pace of play and a pitch clock. And you don't have to worry about using possibly using a starter ne- the next day starter. And no, then... and that and, and you're going to get more balls in play because yep. let's face it, and and. The deeper the game goes, 10th, 11th, 12th, if it gets to even that point, there's no longer going to be 15, 16 in a game. Correct. That, that, that'd be shocking. To, and it's possible, of course. There was a 13-inning game tonight. 
Yeah. But that's, it's, that's it's about possible. as far as it would probably go. About there. You would hope. About there. But, but you're also depleting on your pitching staff, and it's going to be more balls in play. They're not as dominating because you've soaked through your main guns in the 8th, ninth, and, and possibly 10th, 11th. So once it gets, you know, even into the 10th and 11th, Brewers had Hobie Milner and, and Trevor Kelly on the mound on Wednesday. That tells you that there's going to be balls in play. That tells you that, that it's going to be more exciting. And to finish it the way they finished it, good for you, Keston Hero. Wow. All right, Hunter Renfro, uh, he is the, by far the hottest Brewers <clears throat> batter right now. And uh, three for three game, one walk, a big two-run base hit in that eighth inning, doubled up a two-zip lead to a four-zip lead, and in theory won the ball game. Sophia Minnert, Bally Sports, Wisconsin, with Hunter Renfro. You were on base all four times, but it was your last at-bat that helped extend the lead there. You pulled the fastball, the fastball to the opposite field. Just what were you looking for in that at-bat and the timing up that fastball? Um, I was just trying to see a fastball deep and uh, try to go the other way a little bit if it's outside. And I uh, really wasn't trying to let the curveball beat me there, but uh, I was trying to stay opposite field and, and uh, let the pitcher do all the work. How have you been able to stay so consistent with that opposite field approach, Hunter? Uh, just to work in the cage. I mean, out here, coming out here every day and, and, and just working hard at it and, and uh, going out there and doing my best. You had the defensive play of the game as well, that deep ball that Lane Thomas hit, and you backed up Tyrone Taylor. Take me through the relay to get him out at home. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've worked on that a little bit in the uh, BP and stuff. It's kind of like our worst nightmare is uh, the ball hit the wall there and about ricochet towards left field, and uh, we've been working on it a little bit and kind of knowing and understanding that if it happens, I have to bust my butt over there and get over there and get the ball in. Well, nice that that practice paid off, right? Absolutely. Hunter, how impressed are you with this pitching staff? I mean, Eric Lauer delivers, delivers seven scoreless tonight, and then, of course, Devin Williams and Aaron Ashby coming in there in the ninth. Yeah, I mean, they've been phenomenal all season, and we just got to give them some runs. And, you know, if we give them a few runs there, we know that we're a good spot. And, and uh, you know, Lauer went out there today and pitched a heck of a ball game and kept us in there all the whole time. And, and Devin came in and shut the door, and Ashby came in tonight, so he closed it out. All right, Hunter, thank you so much for the time. Hunter Renfro drove into part of a big five-run eighth inning. Yeah, there it was on Bally Sports, Wisconsin, part of a seven-zip Brewers victory. And speaking of seven, seven scoreless for the Brewers left-hander, here's Eric Lauer. Yeah, I think I'm pretty happy with how things went today. Um, a lot of zeros, good thing. No walks, too. I mm-hmm. mean, that has to hit be Hit by something. pitch, one hit by pitch. Okay. Got him in the tail. Okay. No, I, okay. I've been really happy with the way we've been attacking the zone and uh, being able to change speeds and fill it up a lot and keep guys off balance and I think a lot of early early strikes are leading to early outs which is good felt like the curveball was really effective for you today too Mm -hmm. was that part of the game plan um not really not necessarily part of the game plan something that we kind of saw as we were going through um Omar saw it uh the velo the velo on the fastball wasn't quite there today which I mean is going to happen so um, we look for other things and look for other ways to mix and change speeds to make the fastball play up and I think the curveball was the way to do that today. They came out really aggressive, a lot of early swings. How oh, did yeah. you kind of counter that? Yeah, I mean, it's I I don't mind when they come out swinging because I fill up the zone a lot. I like to make good pitches on the corners and hopefully get a lot of soft contact, and that kind of seemed like how today went. Does that help you get in the rhythm, too, when it's you know not those long, grueling at-bats? Yeah, yeah, I think it, it keeps you focused on making good pitches and staying in the zone, and um, it doesn't allow you to get too deep into counts to where you're 
questioning different pitches or like looking for an out pitch. You're just trying to fill up the zone and get some soft contact. Can you take us through kind of what you saw on uh, on Lane Thomas's ball and just the relay <laughs> and your reaction? Well, my as first you're reaction the was like, ah, nuts! That's going to be a double at least, maybe a triple. It's probably going to hit off the wall. It's going to hit off that angled wall. It's going to be something weird. Tyrone got way closer than I thought he was going to get to catching it. Um, and then I kind of turned around to jog behind home plate because I was like, ah, maybe he'll go home. And then I see him coming, and then. I see two amazing relay throws, and Omar just sits there, picks it, tags him out like it was nothing. Um, it was a huge, huge momentum shift, I think, for us, just because um, being able to make two perfect relay throws and get a tag on a guy is really hard to do. So, I mean, that was it was an awesome play. And we've seen that from Hunter a couple times, you know. Yeah, there he is, Eric Lauer. And if I didn't know any better, there's a dude that's sort of on a trajectory to an all-star game. Just saying. 216 ERA thus far here in the 2022 championship season. Got a couple of news and notes. We'll check the matchup for game two. That's next right here on The Fan. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on The Fan. Time to check Tim Allen's news and notes. Yeah, we know they're infamous, somewhat overrated, and, well, quite frankly, sometimes just plain old dumb. But he continues to read them. Okay, Tim, have at it, if you need to. Okay, I'll do that. I've got some things to button up. They've been sitting in uh, the file here, and and we'll get to uh, tomorrow's Game 2 matchup in just a second. Uh, Colton Wong last week, uh, as you guys recall, he played in his uh, career game number 1,000. And uh, the other Hawaiian-born players to do so, and I hadn't thought of this. I mean, this is uh, people are paid to, to, to look this stuff up, but this is kind of cool. Uh, there's three others. So one of four Hawaiian-born players to play in a 1,000 Major League Baseball games. He should be pretty damn proud of that. He really should be. Shane Victorina. I would have never gotten this. Is I, I just, I don't know. I never really think where these guys are from. I just think that they're here playing Major League Baseball. But Shane Victorino is one. Um, let's see. Mike Lum. Do you remember Mike Lum? I do. I, I think no. he was a Reds Reds player. Okay. Uh, I didn't have any idea that he was uh, a Hawaiian-born. Uh, and the other, Kurt Suzuki. I just thought I'd mention that. That's why we call him News and Notes. Pinch hitters. Did you realize this? Doing a nice job this year. Lead the National League in hits with eight homers, two, and OPS at 1.076. So we talk about the offense. You're, you're trying to find some positives with the offense. You know, there's there's another one right there. It's not an easy task to be a pinch hitter in baseball. I think it's, you know, Ron Renicky thinks it's uh, the former Brewers manager said uh, at one point to me that he, he thinks it's the toughest job in baseball is to be a pinch hitter to come in cold off the bench. It's just a little different different animal. Brewer's doing a nice job. We went through uh, the um, 
ESPN power rankings uh, earlier in the show. How about the USA Today, USA Today power rankings? Uh, Yankees top slot, Dodgers two, Astros three, uh, New York Mets at number four, and Brewers in at five. They are down from four, by the way. Uh, here's what they say. Christian Yelich had uh, 14 hits and 11 runs through 12 games in May. That's it. That's all they said. Just that one line again. That's it, one line. See, again, <laughs> let this team fly under the radar. Yeah, yep. That That's fine. No, no problem with me. Uh, followed by the Padres, Angels, Giants, Tampa Rays, and rounding out the top ten, Minnesota Twins, and then the Cardinals right there. I told you before, they just hang around that 10 mark. Can't sleep on that Cardinal team. They've got, you know, next week it's a three-game set in San Diego, followed up immediately by a four-game set in St. Louis. That's I one mean, of that's, those road trips where you're like, okay, <clears throat> this will be, let's bring it on. No bring no on. easy no nope. easy task, this, this next road. And then it's four in sh- Chicago. Against the Cubs over Memorial Day weekend with a doubleheader. Uh, Ten games in, uh, I should say 11 games in 10 days is what starts up uh, on on that trip. Uh, Let's see here. Do I have a couple more? Okay. Uh, Brewers starters have seven, ten or more strikeout games this season. That's pretty good. We're spoiled by that, right? So they've got seven games thus far with 10 or more strikeouts by starters. You know what the next best team is? No other team has more than three. Mm. I mean, you talk about just riches in the starting rotation. That's that's a crazy great stat, uh, stat for sure. Final uh, news and note, and we'll check the matchup. College basketball at American Family Field. Yeah, we know that they do concerts, but it is a possibility for the Wisconsin Badgers. A Badger-Kansas State game could be coming this November. A UW source confirmed that the Badgers are trying to schedule a game on November 11th. UW officials were at American Family Field last fall to meet with Brewers officials. Looks like the story's got some legs. I, I'm digging that. I think that's super cool. I thought they always should have an in-state tournament there right after the baseball season. Yeah, include Marquette, Wisconsin, Green Bay, UWM. Finally. You, use the facility, yeah. guys. Use the facility. Didn't they have a, a, they had a bowling, a bowling yep. thing there? Yep. Yeah. Could you imagine if, if, if this turns out actually well? Maybe a Final Four down the road. Uh, it opens the door. They're playing for them that in all these football stadiums. So yeah. I mean, Miller or uh, American Family Field is big enough, right? What about tennis? Does tennis travel like that? Do they do portable sort of thing in tennis, or isn't that a thing? I haven't seen that around in tennis, but I don't watch a lot of they tennis. They can put a damn bowling alley yeah. in there. I think you they can, can put, put a, a tennis, tennis court, court or two in there. Ah, I like something it. to think about. I like yes. it. Okay, let's check game two matchup. Uh, first pitch, 6-10. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek, Tim. We got an interesting one tomorrow. 0-6 Patrick Corbin 
with a 6.28 ERA, going up against 4-2 and two Brandon Woodruff with a 5.35 ERA. This is a big start, I think, for both of these guys. You're not going to go much longer with Corbin. Uh, Davey Martinez, any organization, you start out like this. This has Glendon Rush written all over it. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Um, maybe worse with that ERA right there. At least Rush was competitive a little bit, but I don't, I don't see. The Brewers could knock Corbin right out of the rotation, not only the game, but the rotation tomorrow. Now, the on the other hand, Woody, he is so due for a gem, and I'm not saying he's, he's going to throw one necessarily tomorrow, but he is due. We're seeing some improvement as the uh, season moves along here. We talked about this starting rotation with some of these guys having slight regression. Would he be the leading candidate for that? Maybe. It just may be. And that's that doesn't mean that the Brewers' starting rotation is going to automatically turn bad at all. It just means that one guy didn't have as good a year as he had last year. But hopefully he'll uh, step up tomorrow uh, and uh, just bide some time for the offense to do do their thing like they did tonight. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow after the last pitch as you make the switch for Tim Shea. My name is Tim Allen. Have a great night, everybody. See you tomorrow and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 